2: Lot Talk Radio.
0: Hey, I'm Jared Patalecki. and this is Jensen Ackles and you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hi everyone. Welcome to uh tonight's Winchester Radio. Uh we're very excited because we have a special guest tonight. Uh, Brianna Buckmaster who plays Sheriff Donna has uh returned to the show for the third time for third episode. We're going to uh, start, just start talking to her in one second. Um, since she is a guest tonight, we will not be taking call-ins. I will announce that la- uh, number a little bit later on when we talk about the episode uh, itself as part of our regular discussion. Um, if you would like to tweet us questions for Brianna, uh, please do at Winchester Rose on Twitter. Um, that's it. Welcome, Brianna. I'm so ex- we're so excited to Hi, have you. Hi, you guys. You so I'm much. so
3: excited to be here. I'm trying to tweet at the same time, which will be really tricky, but I'm up for the challenge.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we're we're happy. We're happy to have you on. And we were just talking that we're very happy that Sheriff Donna survived her third episode and apparently is a hunter now so congratulations
1: maybe Maybe. I'm sharing my cat
3: right now I'm getting so excited oh (laughs) kitties (laughs) yeah no I'm very excited you know what's funny is that we always um, when we read the scripts especially women we say this at the conventions Kim and I we always read the scripts and go straight to the back to make sure there's still dialogue for our characters and when yeah when I saw the last scene for my character I saw that She'd become a hunter. I was like, what's better than that? I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. Kind exactly what you want to happen.
1: Next time well, we see Donna, she'll be wearing flannel. She'll have the whole ghetto. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> right in flat. with everyone, right? Yeah. She'll cut all her hair off.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> now, I
1: want to ask, how, how did you get the role of Sheriff Donna? Um, so I,
3: I live in Vancouver, and I audition for it like I auditioned for any anything else. I'm fairly new to TV. I have a, a large um, background in theater, and had just been doing TV for I think maybe a year. And auditioned for this this small role, which was just for <clears throat> you know I think it was five scenes. Um, and I I remember the breakdown for the role said. Um, a uh, character-like Marge from Fargo, but not pregnant. And I was six months pregnant at the time. <laughs> and so I had to hide that. I didn't tell anyone because I really wanted the part. And I remember Phil Segricio was director on the show. And he, when we were filming it, especially that scene where I was getting the fat sucked out of my back, I'd spend about an hour on my stomach. And he was like, oh, my God, you should have told me. But I hadn't really been showing that much. So I thought it wasn't such a big deal. Um, but Jared and Jensen and I, I didn't know the, the massive, um, following that this show had. I know it had been on for a long time. I knew it was shooting in Vancouver for a long time, so I knew that much about it. But every time I had got hired for a part, I just, I just showed up and did my job as best as I could, tried to stay out of everybody's way and tried to not screw up too much. Um, and so, um... I just did that, but I quickly realized the boys like to screw around, so um, I, I kind of – I didn't screw around, but I, I I rose to their challenges. I'm sure you can imagine what that meant. But uh, <laughs> then, yeah, Phil was just like, where did you come from? What is happening? And then he mentioned to me, he was like, you know, there's another character on this show, another female sheriff. It would be funny to see the two of you together because you're, kind of, you're kind of a yin and a yang to each other. And I, you know, you know, in this business, so many people are promising you things. I just thought, you know what, I'm just grateful that you're happy with what I'm doing, enough to even say that to me. And I never really thought anything else of it. And then, lo and behold, I think, like, two months after I'd given birth to my daughter, I get a phone call from my agent saying, Supernatural wants you back. Like, I hadn't worked yet, other than doing voice work, since she, um, she had been born. and um, And so... I was so excited, and then I got the script, and the script was not only exactly what Phil had pitched to me it was it was a massive script for donna It told a big backstory for her and it it showed her complexities her insecurities her strength her you know her boldness her relationships um with with women um with Kim specifically so it was a really Quite amazing script that Jenny Klein um, wrote with Phil, and uh, I just it's kind of it's kind of the ultimate dream where you just kind of show up and do a good job, and then somebody says, "Oh no, we want you back." And then what's even better than that is that you guys like her, you know,
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
3: and so you guys can relate to her as much as I can relate to her, which of course makes me relate to all of you. Um, and I guess that's just why it's kind of a perfect puzzle fit. You know, that's a really
1: long answer mm -hmm. for that question. Oh, it was was an awesome answer. We we like long answers. We love long answers. answers.
3: Okay, good. We just said we love long answers. i tend to ramble. I told you I was
1: going to ramble. You talk about uh, relating to Donna. I think out of all the characters that we've had on the show, I relate to Donna more um, than any other character. You're more like me. You know, yeah. I, You know, we're yep. about the same age, about the same shape. Yeah. We both like donuts, yeah. you know. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love, I, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I like donuts.
3: <laughs> me too, yeah. yeah. No, that's why I was saying, like, it's such a – it was such an easy role for me to slip into, which is maybe why she, she fits so well, is that, you mm-hmm. know, there's a few differences between me and Donna, but she – yeah, to have, for, as for an actor, especially a woman, to play a role where she gets to really wear her physical insecurities is kind of a gift because it leaves you really physically open to everything. Yeah, you can see all of my, you know, my bumps and my creases and I'm not, I don't wear any makeup and I don't do my hair. And so I don't have to worry about any of that. I don't have to worry about my angles and um, I just have to worry about being authentic. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's it's kind of a gift, and and I I really love Donna, and I really I I have a, a lot in common with her, and I think that's why she I I play mm-hmm. her so easily.
0: Yeah, it's probably why like many, 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 many supernatural fans feel the same way. You know, she's like yeah. one of us. Yeah, we identify with her. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and. And you can only hope. Like if you were put in that situation that Donna was, where the supernatural part of the world came out of nowhere, she just got thrust into it and it freaked her out. But she yep. got through it. Like her training helped her. She got through it and and she handled yep. it. She didn't fall apart completely. But I remember her in in remember you being so disturbed. <laughs> And Brighton yes, yeah. uh, hitting nine one one, which you know it was it was great, but she still got through it. You know she mm-hmm. she hung in there and she figured it out and she didn't let it get the best of her, and that's that's great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Um. Um. What did you? What was? Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I was just gonna say did. Ben, did you do any like like research for Donna or training as Donna as a sheriff, or um, like she's I from Minnesota adjusted, and that
2: kind
3: of thing. Yeah, the the accent I I I did some research for. As I was mentioning, I I do love. I'm fascinated by dialects and different dialects and um, uh, American dialects specifically because they are actually quite tricky for Canadians um because they're so hard to hear because we hear them so often especially just watching T V, you know. Um so I I worked on that a little bit. Um the 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 research I did was tricky because um the the force and, and county sheriff is different in the United States than it is in Canada. So I did talk to someone here who works for the RCMP and he knew a little bit uh, of information about that. Like, a, like for instance, like in small towns, sheriffs are are sometimes voted on as opposed to being hired or brought through the ranks, um, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was probably exactly the case for Donna. I thought she's probably very popular within uh, the town, and um, so. I like that, and then I did get some shooting um, training, which was fun.
1: Uh, where yeah. I live, um, here in um, a small county here in Kentucky, our sheriffs are better, mm-hmm. So, Yep.
3: They are, hey? Yep, yep. Yep, it's fascinating. I like it. It's interesting. Anyway, it was just, yeah, it's interesting to learn all about that stuff and have it influence your character.
1: Can you tell us, um, was, you know, it, was there any difference? Did it feel any different way between filming your first episode, The Purge, between filming and then filming this week's episode, Plush? What was it like being on set, um, you know, in those different times?
3: Yeah, well, the first episode, like I said, I was just really trying to show up and do a good job, and I didn't know anybody, and so I know – What's funny is I, it's a different thing from theater to TV for me is that in TV working in TV you're 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 kind of the least important person. <laughs> just it is funny. Um because you are the the most prevalent uh the most seen by by viewers but I just try to stay out of the way because there's a lot of money, there's a lot of people trying to do their job and if you screw up a line if you are standing in the wrong spot, everybody has to start all over again, and it's frustrating. And so, I didn't want to be that person. So, um, that's kind of what I was trying to do. the The acting I've I've been an actor since I was, you know, eighteen. And so, um, that that was I had done all my research at home. So when I got on set, I didn't have to think too much about it. So the difference between that and the second episode hitting nine one one is that in the first episode, I had five scenes. And in the second episode I did, I had 22 scenes. So it was a massive learning curve as into, hey, now you're going into overtime. (laughs) This is how you learn. You have to preserve your energy. Because I get riled up, and I like to screw around, and I love the crew. Like some of the members of the crew have become really close friends of mine, and You know, I I really like to screw around, and I've learned quickly that you're going to run out of air if you keep doing that. So I would learn to do that. I would learn to go back to my trailer just so I would stay out of trouble. Um, (laughs) And uh, to know that you have a lot of lines, you have to, like, you probably shoot maybe four scenes in one day, and you. Have to know all of those lines, and you have to be good in all of those scenes because they don't have time to wait for you to be good when you show up. You have to be immediately good um and then going into my third episode, i had all like I had mentioned I'd become friends with people, so i had and I live in Vancouver, which most of the actors don't, and so I would come and visit set. And they'd love that because it would be refreshing refreshing for them for me to just show up and joke around and, you know, have lunch or something with them. And so by the time I got to my third episode, I felt like I was coming home. Like I felt like I was coming home to hang out with my friends. So everything was so comfortable, which actually made, made my acting better because it, there was no, I was not, there was no awareness in it. I wasn't nervous at all. And so I felt really very comfortable in Donna this time. And Donna, Donna had taken she she'd been through some stuff, so she'd learned some things. So her character in in um, <clears throat> Plush was a bit more grounded. She wasn't as nervous of of a person either. She wasn't she she had a a little bit more of a backbone than she did in Hibbing, and <clears throat> and she had a little bit more. Um, security in her job. They ha- she had been asked to do a lot because she's really good at her job. And so I tried to have that influence those things a little
0: bit more. I was sorry um, Donna didn't get to shoot the shoot the bunny, the, the man with the oh, bunny head. Oh, like, yeah, me he, too. When he woke up, I was sort of hoping that Donna would get to get to do that. Doug, Doug get to do that <laughs> badass stuff.
3: I know. I know. Yeah. Me too. I was like, oh next time. It's weird that she's like yeah, she got to chop off somebody's head and then in this episode she's just like Uh oh <laughs> But I, I really like the character of Doug and I think that was uh that was um um there was different motivations behind the writer's writing that he shot he saved Donna in a way. I don't know if they have plans for him. Um I really like Brendan a lot who played Doug. We had a really good time together, so of course I would love to work with him again. Um but yeah, of course it's it's hard to be to save the day in one episode and then not
1: save the day in the next episode. <laughs> but always happy to come back. Uh, yeah, I think after this episode everybody's shipping Donna and Doug together. The, Doug too. Not the first <laughs> yeah. Doug. Donna and Doug too. <laughs>
3: oh, I'm sure that I should hope so. That was our that was our goal. He was adorable and I loved love our last scene together and I think he's he played Doug so earnestly and um yeah, when we were doing uh, ADR about a week before the show aired, we, we ran into each other and we were just watching some of the scenes, you know, doing some more of the dialogue and we were just like, Oh, this is good. This is really good. It's really cute. And we, uh, improvised a lot with the camera. I don't know any of it will end up on the gag reel. Fingers crossed, but we would just, because he wasn't really allowed to do a thick Donna in some of the scenes. I, I, I put on a bit of a thicker accent for Donna where the, where it will allow. I try to lay off it a bit when there's more story to be told so um, it doesn't become the center point. And, but Tim, who directed it, he wanted my my character to have a bit more of an accent because he thought, this is a great characteristic of Donna. But he didn't want Doug to have too thick of an accent. But when the, cam- when the scene was done and the dialogue was done and the cameras were still rolling, Brendan and I would just improvise scenes and oh my God, we would talk about going for soup and going to get snow cones, and we would just go and go and go. It was very funny. So I don't know if any of it's going to hit the gag reel, but we had a good time together. We we were like, oh, we should just we should YouTube a bunch of this stuff. It was so funny to us, but maybe it wasn't to anybody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Was well, is, he looks the, is super the mustache tall. his? Uh, I, I was I was wondering if the mustache was actually his because he reminds me a lot. I was wondering if they if they had him use it as his character because he looked a lot like porn stash in Orange is the New Black. So I was just wondering about
2: that. (laughs) The
3: mustache, no, he didn't usually have it. I think they asked him to grow it. And he actually ended up booking a bunch of commercial work after he grew it because he had such, like, that kind of, like, dad look about him. Right. funny. But he doesn't usually have a mustache. I think, actually, in the breakdown... It said that they wanted him to have, um the, the character was like the look of the character was loosely based on Dewey from Scream.
1: Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, David yeah. Arquette. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, which is a little bit more of a throwback, but yeah, I think it's
0: dashes uh, and, and small town police officers go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> he looks super tall.
3: he is pretty tall yeah he's quite tall which was really fun i think that was one of the first things uh the ladies in uh, fitting said to me because i was very excited to meet him um and they're like he's super tall people kept saying that and he was very very tall which i thought was great
0: yeah it looked like even jared had to look up kind of maybe unusual you know what? i don't know (laughs) I don't know. Both
3: both Jordan Jensen seem pretty tall for me because actors are usually quite short.
2: Mhm.
3: Yeah, even like yeah, I I'm I'm running on the taller side for actors, and I'm only five six. Mhm. So yeah, he's he's very tall. He's very tall.
1: Mm-hmm. I was wondering. Donna has she says she has some good homespun phrases, you know. What the cuss, you know, and all this. Um, my favorite, I think, after rewatching um, Plush for a few times for the podcast, is probably tater tots and lemon drops. I'm going to be using mm. that all the time. I think. It's all tater tots uh, what, and lemon <laughs> drops. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what, is <laughs> I your, uh, what is your what is your your favorite phrase of Donna's?
3: Um, I think "what the cuss" is pretty good because it's I've never heard anybody say that um i don't give a flying fudge is pretty good but i'm i've heard people you know reference fudge as opposed to the other option many times and then um i also like w- what the he double hockey sticks that's totally that's, that's so something my i would have said when i was a little kid or that my mom would have said to me when i was a kid <laughs> there's so many of them there's so many. I just love them all and when they throw me a new one, I just love it. I don't know. There's just I just love I I wonder if the writers love writing for Donna because they get to say crazy things and they have a, you know, a a comedic female character who kind of has different facets to her. So they can, she can be, you know, kind of sassy and and badass. Like mind your own beeswax to Sam. And and then she can be really, really – have a really sunny disposition. And so, I don't know. I just – I love it. I think the writers do such a great job of writing dialogue for her. And I get excited when they give me a new one every time.
1: I would think they would have to because there's really not been any other characters like Donna on the show. You know, we've had a lot of really great female characters. But there's yes. not really been any like Donna who's, you know – so homespun and, you know, yeah. sweet and yet strong. And I, I think that's really probably what I really like the best about her.
3: Yeah. Such a great, it's, it's so, I just feel so lucky and so grateful. I actually met Jenny Klein for the first time just in Pasadena at the convention. And we literally, like she came up to me at right backstage at the Saturday night special. And she was like jumping. We were jumping up and down. We were so excited <laughs> to meet each other. And, um, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I feel so lucky that I get to play Donna. She's, she's got lots of complexities to her, and there's still so much that she's going to do um, and accomplish with her life and career. And now that she's a hunter, and with her relationship with the boys, and with Kim, and with Doug, it's just like, yeah the the options are the options are endless. In my mind, I don't know who else. <laughs>
2: I love it. Uh
1: you and you and Kim especially, you know, with filming Hibbing 911, you um uh, did you know each other before that? You seem to have such a really close friendship, kind of like the female version of J2.
3: Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Um they Kim and I did not meet. We met, I mean, I knew of her and I followed her on Twitter and we kind of had you know, said some fun things to each other via Twitter, but we'd never met. She lives in L.A. And uh, we met on Hibbing, and, you know, we kind of got to know each other as quickly as you can in eight days. But, oh, my gosh, did we ever hit it off. We laughed so hard. But Kim is a she – she's a tough cookie, and she's also one of the most loyal, generous, kind people I've ever met in my life. And there's just, like, there's no – there's no – falsehood to her she is who she is and she'll let you know that and i find that so refreshing um and uh she over the last year i mean we only met can you believe it a year ago and Mm, she's become one of my closest friends yeah we were just uh yeah we were just chatting last night and we're talking about me coming to Los Angeles to pursue um, different things. It's never kind of really been on my radar until people started approaching me, you know. And uh, I said, "Oh, I have such a, a young child, and you know, I have I have roots in Vancouver. It's so hard." And she's like, "No, you you will always come stay with me. You have no other option. You will always stay with me." And she's just so yeah, generous and and um, honest and. She's yeah she's she's a brilliant brilliant woman and I feel very lucky that I get to know her and work with her and uh, and take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) We are always plotting to
0: do that, always plotting to take Mm -hmm. over the world. It's so cool how Supernatural Um, has brought so many friends together, so many fans together, but not just fans but cast we find out like cast members like you and Kim and so many others are just oh, so yeah.
3: good even fans. like it's through really the cool.
0: conventions I've
3: met um when we all went to London last month was that last month I guess holy smokes um it was I I met Osric I guess I didn't meet him for the first time it's the first time we hung out together and we went to a like Osric and Tyler Johnson we went to a a play into a movie and we were all kind of together in one tiny little hotel. And it was like, it was like summer camp. Um, <laughs> and we all got to hang out and we got to, we were exhausted and jet lagged we laughed so hard at things and Chad Lindbergh and Adam Rose. And we became really close. And I'm sad that I don't have access to those people on a daily basis because they, they're f- friends of mine. And even, um, I'm going to Australia I think like next week or the week after with Rich, Rob and Matt. And they've they've become like brothers to me because of the conventions. And I don't they live in LA and I said, Oh, I'm you know, I'm here and such a long flight, I wish I was coming with you and Rich was like, No, you're coming with us So now I'm flying to LA getting a and getting on their flight so that we can all take a flight together. Uh, Cause it's just more Aww. fun. We just have such a good time together, right? and um, it's it's so wild that I have to come home after those conventions, and you're like, "Where's where's my friends? <laughs> All my friends they live so far away." So it is it is really a blessing. I'm I've met some of the coolest people in the world because of those conventions.
1: What did um, did you know uh, about the conventions um, before you um, before you started going to them? Had had you been you know. Quote, unquote, warned about the conventions or anything like that? <laughs> well, I haven't
3: been warned, but Jensen was like, this is the coolest thing on the face of the planet. And he would show me pictures of, um, you know, and people dressed up like, you know, dressed up like the Impala and stuff like that. And I'd never, you know, I'd heard of Star Trek conventions, but I'd never experienced one and I think it's definitely to that level you know from what I can imagine anyway but um, the boys they love the conventions they speak very highly of them and um, they the boys I think really um, wanted me to do the conventions because they thought it was right up my alley which it is um, nobody likes to do karaoke more than me. And the fact that it's like part of my contract, all my friends think it's hysterical because they know how much I love karaoke. And um, um, I'm I'm extremely um, extroverted. I have no shame. I'm an open book. You can ask me anything. And I, that's what's so great about the conventions. The panels don't make me nervous. They're my favorite thing in the world. I just love hearing the questions people have. And um, they, I, yeah, they honestly could not be more fun. I it's I just love them. The only thing that's I I struggle with is the traveling. It's a lot of travel, but it's I I think of it as an
1: opportunity. I get to travel, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was at uh, BandCon in August, and I was so disappointed that you weren't. Signed on as a guest, but I was so excited when you showed up for karaoke that night and arrested Rob totally. You know, <laughs> that that I was like, "Hey, yay, she's here!" It, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Nashville in February, so I'll finally actually get to actually meet you. So I'm very excited. Yay! I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> <sighs> what has been your favorite convention moment so far?
3: Um, favorite convention moment? I think my first – oh, God, there's so many of them. Um, my first panel with Kim was pretty amazing because I just wasn't prepared for the amount of people that would be there. <laughs> I honestly thought I would see, like, maybe – like, you know, maybe like 75 people. I had no idea who was <laughs> coming to listen to me
2: speak. Oh, um, no. <laughs> So I
3: was shocked. I was shocked at how many people were there. And um, I loved the first time I sang with Loud and Swain. That was pretty exciting because it was also a big concert that night, I think. I think I remember Misha saying it was their biggest crowd they'd had yet in the convention circuit. Um, so that also made me very nervous. Um, I really liked singing with Osric in the last convention. That was pretty special. He and I talked briefly um, right before we went on stage um, in the hallway about um, what the song meant to him. Because I was asked in the middle of the night to sing that song with him. And my answers are always yes first, figure it out later. So I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I had to learn the song very quickly, and then Osric and I talked about it, and that really brought home what that song means to him and to the fans and to the rest of the cast, and that made it um, pretty special. And Osric's a pretty special guy. I'm, I'm really happy that I get to spend as much time with him as I do. Um
1: uh, yeah. We love Osric, yeah, so too.
3: awesome. Oh, yeah. He's he's an incredible person. It was funny, like, I had met him at the conventions, but only briefly during karaoke, because you're so busy at the conventions, you don't really get to... I don't really get to sit around and chat with people, sadly. Um, and the karaoke is just kind of crazy. So it's not time to get to know each other. But he was in London, so we did get to hang out. And I remember we were going from a car to a train to, to Birmingham, and we were in the train station, and there was a woman... And I think she was blind and she was sitting and Osric just went up and approached her and he was just like, is there, is there anything I can do to help you right now? Is everything okay? And she was, she was, she was, she had missed her ride and so she needed to contact a ride and he called somebody for her. And I was like, only Osric can, can find the person in the crowd in England who needs help and go and save them. Just scoop Aww. in and save them. Um, yeah. he's And I was like, it was just, it's just, it the perfect epitome of like how special of a guy he is. And so I feel very lucky that I get to call him my friend. And um and it's the doing the autographs. The photo ops are very quick and we we get encouraged to make them quicker. So I don't really get a chance to chat with anybody during the photo ops, but I do get a couple of seconds during the autographs to chat with the fans and uh, when people tell me what the character that I get to portray means to them, it's very special and it encourages me to just always be on top of my game and always be cognizant of what I'm doing and what <clears throat> what I'm putting out into the world. And uh so I find that those moments are pretty special too. Um very cool. from Twitter. Uh from
1: mm-hmm. Twitter, um Princess Allie. Wants to know what's your favorite part of playing Donna? Um, I really like
3: the I I really like getting encouraged to be funny. Sometimes it sounds really bad, but sometimes as as a, a woman, I don't I don't get to play the funny roles as much. Um, and usually the the men get all the funny parts, but it's it's so great. And Jared and Jensen, as we all know, are very funny and they they find their ways to be funny um even when they're not supposed to be and that that's what the <laughs> gag reel is for but um it's pretty great when when I get to be on set and i i have my scene and i have my lines and the director just goes okay just do what you do and that's it and so um i think yeah having the the freedom to bring out um, what me and my friends used to say is uh, the, my comedy bones um, is pretty is pretty fun and pretty special, and I like that um, I have that
1: outlet, I guess. Susan, your turn. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm taking <laughs> up all the questions. Uh, all right. I'm
3: taking big pauses because there's a big um, – there's a big, like, uh, gap in time, and I, I don't want to talk over you guys, so I just stop dead when I'm done answering.
1: <laughs> That's perfect, because since we're all in three different locations, you know, we always have exactly. to wait make sure we don't talk over somebody. So <laughs> Exactly.
0: Um, well, speaking of Jared and Jensen, <laughs> do you have, mm-hmm. any, have any fun stories to share, any joking around, any trouble. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> gosh. I don't know if you saw a tweet during Plush that Jared said, watch out for the gag reel. It's because they they know that I can handle their shenanigans, so they lay it on thick. And I remember when we were shooting in Plush, the, actually the scene where they come to see me at the police station, the, I think it was a very, our very first scene is actually the last scene that we shot of the episode. And mm they we they just were relentless when it's not their coverage when the camera's not on them, they don't say anything remotely close to their actual line. Everybody <laughs> needs to know that about them. they just screw around and they'll what they'll do is they'll say a line, Jared especially is the worst, and Jared also laughs really hard at his own jokes, which is actually the thing that will break <laughs> you that will make you break um but. Jared will say something close to to his line. He'll he'll if he's asking you a question, he'll ask you in the same frame so that your answer will remain the same, so that they'll keep rolling as long as you don't break. So he's given you like the ultimate. He's like ooh, ooh, he's throwing the glove. Do you know what I mean? Um. So he's yeah. He's the worst. And then every once in a while, you'll be shooting a, you'll be shooting something, and they'll be setting up for another take, and you'll just hear Jensen go, do it in this scene, do it in this take. And you're like, oh, shit, now I'm in for it. <laughs> like, you know, they slam this stuff, right? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's horrendous. I mean, they're very serious, and they're remarkable at, like, turning it off and turning it on, which is why they're, you know, giant superstars, but... Um, I remember saying to my husband when I was reading the script, I said, every single one of my scenes is with the two boys. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through these scenes. And I had to, like, really <laughs> prepare myself because I didn't want to laugh. And Phil, actually, he watches the dailies, and he sent me a text message after that last day of shooting. And he was like, hey, uh, I watched the dailies of, of J&J screwing around with you. Good job at keeping a straight face. So... <laughs>
1: that's a good sign.
3: When the producer tells you you did it, you made it through. Um, so that was good. I don't know. I don't want to tell too much in case the the really good stuff is on the gag reel. But there's plenty. Mm-hmm. They just, you know what? I have twin brothers, and so they're just like my brothers to me. And I told Jensen that. And he's like, oh, that's why. He's like, that's why you can handle this. Is because I'm used to it. I grew up this way with just like people giving me wet lilies and they're (laughs) exactly the same. They're just relentless, but we have, we have a really good time together.
1: I love the little videos that you posted to your Twitter. Uh, Those Mm -hmm. were hilarious. Oh yeah. (laughs) Jared Jared with the weights, Jensen, um, Jared shot putting the football and Jensen with the weights. I don't know why he was doing that. They're just
3: playing football and they're both very good football. Play well, I don't know how they play, but they can throw a mean football. And then Jerry's just like, I'm gonna shot put this. (laughs) Uh, But Jess was funny, I was he was playing around with those props, and they're you know foam weights or whatever. I don't know what they're made of, but they were not real weights. And he was playing around with them and I said, Oh, I was gonna get a video of it and he's like, Okay, okay, do it again, do
0: it again Like he set himself <laughs> up. He knew I was taking a video
3: of <laughs> <up. laughs> They love it. I love they the picture love of it. them
0: as models. I love the picture of them as models as well. Oh yeah. Do you, you know what's really done? funny? Awesome. Is that I was I was taking no,
3: I hadn't even started taking video because again that was the that was the scene our last scene together. So I was like, let's just, you know, take some photos. We hadn't taken many photos. Of um, each other throughout the shoot, and um, they—I was checking my phone because they were setting up for another shot. So I was on my phone, and I kind of had my phone like up, like pointed away from me. And I look up, and Jensen is posing, and he was like, "Oh, are you are you not taking a photo of me right now?"
1: And I said, "No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> checking my email." And he's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. They're just so used to people taking photos of them that he was—he
3: was posing. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. And that's when I was like, okay, pose. Okay, new pose. Okay, new pose. Okay, new pose. And they were like, on it. They're on it. They, I have a bunch of them, but a lot of them are blurry. So those are the best ones. Yeah, they're—they're they're in on it. Like they love to screw around. There isn't much that they won't do. I mean, you don't want to. I know they're very famous people, and they have a large following and, and so you I don't wanna post anything that would embarrass them, but there isn't much that would embarrass them.
2: <laughs> and I,
1: I gotta I gotta ask, did, did 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 you guys, you or anybody else, cast crew, try on any of the masks from the episode the bunny mask or anything? Oh, I don't I
3: bet the crew did. I played around, I took some photos of the creepy photos of the clown mask because that one we took we we filmed that in the asylum fairview the old fairview asylum and that place is creepy i i got there and i Mm -hmm. didn't start like i my call time wasn't until late it was like six o'clock or something at night so it was dark when i got there and um i went in and i was like what is this place. And they like, we shoot here all the time. It's super creepy. And they have crazy stories. Like one lady who was showing them around when they first started filming there, you know, years ago, um, she said, okay, and here's the stairwell where I got pushed. And they're <laughs> oh, like, what? And she's like, yeah, I got pushed <laughs> here, and I turned around, and nobody was there. I didn't want to go to the bathrooms where, like, the women's bathrooms for um, cast and crew were because the trailers were pretty far from the from the scene, and so the, we were using just the actual Fairview bathrooms upstairs, and I wouldn't go to those bathrooms by myself because the hallways are also all dark. They don't turn on the lights unless you're using that room, and it's horrendous. It's so – even thinking about it, it's terrifying. So I took the mask, and I took a couple of pictures in some of the rooms, but I wouldn't go – you'll see the picture I posted. It's like in the doorway of the room because I did not want to go any
1: further. There's some vibe going on in that place, man. <laughs> I don't blame you a bit. I'd have been pretty no. out too. Just, just the <laughs> yeah. mask, just the mask themselves, especially that bunny mask was like the so bunny mask, I know. I was talking.
3: They about were terrifying. That. Um, yesterday, yeah, it was. Yeah, the bunny mask was the worst one for sure. But it was also the actor in the bunny mask because he was so still. He was brilliant. It was a, I, I, you know, I'm sure he was directed, but he played it perfectly and just not moving because that was the creepiest part. Because the bunny eyes just stared at you, right, with this dirty, yeah. bloody bunny mask on. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty creepy for sure. I saw those in the fitting, um, and I didn't see the only one I that wasn't done yet was the, um, the, um, not the caribou, the deer mask, um. And so that one was pretty creepy too, but they were still building it when I was at my fitting. But I saw the, yeah, I saw the clown mask and I thought that was, that was enough. That was creepy enough. <laughs> but I love the scene with Jared. It's just so funny. He's
0: mm-hmm. so funny in
3: that scene. It's great.
1: it's
0: great. Oh, the clown fight. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. Father, was, I mean, some people just hate them. No, um, no, they don't bother me. We're, things bother me
3: as I get older, I realize. So as I'm saying that, I go, I haven't seen a clown in a long time. I don't think I'd want to hug a clown anymore. Um, but they don't, yeah, the thought of, they, I don't have a phobia of clowns uh, or spiders or anything. Mm-hmm. None of those things do I want to spend a lot of time with. But mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm scared of clowns or any of those masks. But I think it was a very interesting um, uh idea on the writer's part because it does activate Mm -hmm. a lot of phobias and even if it doesn't like I said it is still really creepy especially if put in the right scenario Mm
1: -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. Um, you tweeted uh, about your stunt person and not you know you didn't even didn't end up meeting her can you tell us about filming that scene yeah, it was just funny because I knew, I had seen the
3: call sheet, knew that there was a stunt person called, and she and I had met, and we were chatting and whatever, and they got all, her all dressed up, and then we took some pictures because I thought it was it's so weird. I've never had a stunt person before. And she did look, they had her done to look a lot like me. That She was wearing a wig, and, you know, she's, she's, not, she's not a curvy gal, so they had her kind of padded. And uh, I thought it was so crazy. So we got all these pictures taken, and then next thing you know, the scene is wrapped. But I mean I didn't I don't know what they had wanted to do. I don't know, maybe they just have sometimes they have actors that don't want to do anything risky at all. I fell a lot in that scene, you know um but the 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 gentleman who was under the bunny mask was a stunt person, and he knew how to hit me, and we did it at the same time every time and then Lou, who um who's in charge of stunts, he kept coming up to me going, "You okay, you okay." He's like, you don't have to fall that hard. He's like, do you want a mat? Do you want to wear something? The only thing that was hurting was my hand. I kept landing in the same way on my hand on the concrete. And it was getting a little scraped up because, you know, you have to do it 15 times. But, yeah, it was. It was bizarre to be able to go, I did my own stunts, but all I really did was fall a lot, <laughs> which I guess in TV is for a stunt person to do because they know how to do it in a way that it doesn't affect them physically at all, where I for sure was like, my hand hurt for the rest of the day, but not not such a big deal.
1: It was back in second season, um, Jared um, actually fell wrong um
3: in a scene and broke his wrist so oh well that maybe is why they called him the (laughs) stomp and they
1: didn't want that happening (laughs) yeah i guess
3: that's exactly why and but lou is really amazing because he would he would constantly come and check on me like how are you falling what okay how did that feel that time he's like i see you're falling hard here the camera's not on you you don't have to fall hard just just crouch down so that kind of stuff is useful because then you don't wear yourself out right so mm-hmm. I love like right, that. Kind of stuff. Right. I, I'm a fairly, you know what's funny is that I do this in theater too. If I'm playing uh, a, a big, um, loud, crazy character, I will throw myself around the stage because it feels like something that I should do. And after the show's done, I'll have bruises everywhere. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm not oh. a cartoon. I always have to remind myself <laughs> I'm not a cartoon. Because I love – I'm such a physical person. I love throwing myself around, even in that part where I'm lifting up. Um, I'm trying to lift the bunny out of the wheelchair. It was my idea to fall down, and then Tim did another take. He's like, don't fall in this take. And then he we cut, and he came back, and he's like, okay, it's better if you fall. And I'm like, right, it's a better button. It's a better button. But um, I just love falling. I don't know why I'm such a physical person and so – it's weird for them to be like, "We'll bring in a stunt person to do the fall." I'm like, "No, the fall is the best part. My bit, my bit." <laughs> okay, my husband's texting me right now to go saying that they are coming in. So, I let's do. Do you want to do one or two more questions?
1: Sure, that sounds good. Um, I have one, and then Susan, you can do the last one. How's that? Okie dokie. Okay, my Okey-dokey. last question. Uh, will be, what has been out of all three episodes, what has been your very favorite scene to choose?
2: Um,
3: I think it's seen in the Impala, where um, in Hibby 911, where Kim, uh, Kim and I get into the Impala to go to the vampire lair. Um, it's uh, because it was the first time I'd been in the Impala. And that- I think Kim, too, and we were so excited. We fully fangirled. We were just so excited, and then Jared and Jensen, I think it was the first scene with all four of us, too, and Jared and Jensen were screwing around, and Kim's really funny, too. Just like a fun time when it's the four of us on set. We just screw around a lot, and it's also even. Do you know what I mean? Um, There's two of them. There's two of us. Like, it's all all matched up. Um, So I think that was... That was pretty, that was a pretty good time. Um, trying to think of all the scenes in Plush. I've only seen Plush, well, I've seen it twice now, frankly, but it's not enough for me to remember <laughs> um, the good times. Oh, and the donut scene, obviously.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the
3: donut scene was great because that wasn't written into the script. That was Phil's idea, and he pitched it to me in the fitting, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Anything that's going to get a laugh off, Fully do, but the boys were not prepared for how much I would throw myself into eating that donut. We were—I I ate the donut in the rehearsal, and they're like, "Whoa, you just—you just went right for it." And I—I I, again, I was new. I didn't want to get in trouble. I was like, "Am I not supposed to? Am I not supposed to be doing that?" Um, but uh, that—and it ended up looking so funny, and it was really fun to do. And the crew laughed so hard. And all I want to do—all I want to do—is like my job appropriately and well and make people laugh so that was good
1: mm-hmm. you definitely succeeded
3: thank yes. you
0: mm-hmm. thanks guys um, my question is um, we, we love having you on Supernatural and we love Donna but is there any other work let us know about so yeah I have a couple things kind of. it's so funny when people always
3: ask me I'm always like no, I'm just hanging out because I'm also m- my daughter's primary parent. So I feel like that's my full-time job and acting I do on the side, but it's actually been very busy lately, which I'm very grateful for. I've actually in the writers room for um a series called White Ninja, which is actually a very it's a very dark com- comic uh based on a comic. Um and it's dark dark comedy and it's going to be distributed on Vine. It's the first Vine oh. <laughs> my daughter
2: um
3: it's the first vine series and so we are premiering that at the whistler film festival which is very exciting and paul Shear is voicing white ninja and he's from the league and uh he's in um uh, wet hot american summer and he's an amazing comedic actor and super excited about that because i also it's the first time being in a professional writer's room and uh being able to write comedy as opposed to perform it. So that's exciting. And I hope to do more of that. And um, Ryan Curtis um, from Weirdo Hero Fame also used to do VFX on Supernatural. Um, He asked me to star in his next short uh, film, which we just won the Story Hive competition for. So we are fully funded. And I think we're going to shoot that uh, in January. I think January. Yeah.
1: Awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah, So very cool. Good stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about this stuff. And those are those are projects that I don't because as an actor, when you're doing just random auditions, you get them. You know, you get an audition. I could I could get an audition Monday night that I would have to do on Tuesday. Like I would get the sides, and then I would I would work. You know, the following week. So. You never know what comes up, but those are the projects I know that are coming up that I've been, you know, pretty heavily involved in that I'm really excited about. Congratulations! Yay.
1: Thanks, guys. <laughs>
3: Thank you.
1: We I'm so glad that you were able to join us tonight. It's been so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is my pleasure,
3: you guys. Anytime, honestly. I love to. You, you've listened to me ramble on for 45 minutes here. I love
1: rambling.
3: You, you ask me to hey, ramble hey, any time you want.
0: Yes, i it was rambler. fun and I'm interesting rambling.
1: <laughs> Yay. I'm a rambler from way. I'm a rambler from way back. So, all good. <laughs> That's
0: funny. Okay, well,
3: you guys stay in touch. You guys let me know if you need anything else. You know where to find me. Um, and anybody else who's listening, if you have any more questions, feel free to ask me on Twitter. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so well, much well, for your podcast, and I can't wait to meet you Thank guys. You. Okay, you Us take too. care. Thank okay, you. bye, guys. Thank you, Blin. Bye. No
2: problem,
3: okay. Bye. Bye. Well,
1: she's fantastic, just like I knew she would be. know. <laughs> she was so
0: much fun, and I would not call her a, a rambling. I mean, I just thought she was a storyteller, very entertaining and very yes, interesting. Yeah, I thought she yeah. I would not say rambling she, at she, all. She,
1: Great answers, great stories. I could listen to her all night. She's awesome.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Great stuff and busy. Now it's on to, on to her episode, her third episode, Plush. Um, I wouldn't really talk about it. Well, now I think of it, but two out of three of her episodes were written by the same people, which I thought was interesting and, and kind but, of a...
1: Um, I think once you know um, writers you know they have a you know a recurring character they tend like mm-hmm. you know Robbie Thompson did with Charlie I think you know a lot mm-hmm. of the writers like to stick with their own characters which I think is pretty cool because they know the characters yeah. best you know so
0: yeah and she did survive I, I like, do hope Donna comes back again
1: yeah <laughs> I, I seriously I. I I wish she was on every week. I think she's awesome. I w- I could watch her. I could watch the story. You know, she should have her own spinoff. I would watch. You know, like um, you know, her own cops, her own cop
0: story show. I, w- I would watch that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, sheriff, sheriff Donna, and and you know, we could maybe let Doug point two oh on. He seems so far. Yeah, he seems yeah. Pretty good. They could be the. They could be the new Mulder and Scully. <laughs> Kind of the Midwestern Minnesota <laughs> Mulders. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that, that expression, the the tater tots and lemon drops, just when I heard it in the episode, I'm like, where did that come from? I know. You know?
1: I love it. I'm going to have to use it all the time. I love it. <laughs> so
2: it's funny and cause I, sure I
0: liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they meant lemon drops as in... The candy, but there's also a drink called a lemon drop, right? A very right. Potent drink called uh, a, a lemon drop. So I don't know. Maybe Donna meant both of them. You know. <laughs> it could what be What it.
1: I like about it is usually when you hear a saying like that, it's all like you know. You know, sweets, you know, like lollipops and uh-huh. lemon drops or, you know, something. I liked it with tater tots uh-huh. and lemon drops because I'm like, <laughs> there you go,
0: tater tots. You're talking to me now. That's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tater tots. we Yes, we, we love them. Tater tots. Okay, so you liked the episode. I, I, I did. It had
1: a whole, you know, um, you know, first three season feel to it, you know, when it was just Sam and Dean on the road. Fighting the monster of the week, I liked that. I I thought it was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just because um, the scene is showing right now, I have to mention it. Bruce Blaine uh, was on it playing the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he we follow him on Twitter. He's awesome. Um, he's also was um, the bartender in season. was it the season eight finale? Um, um, that Cupid put um came and put him and uh um the guy delivering the um uh, beverages um you know uh-huh. matched him up. Um that was Bruce Blaine, the actor playing also playing the coach here. So, you know, looking looking quite a bit different than he did in that episode. His hair much shorter and everything, but it was very cool to see him again. And uh-huh. I have to say I mentioned this on Twitter when the um sneak peek clip came out. But Finally, after this is the eleventh season. Finally, Sam and Dean are using Def Leppard aliases. I was so excited to hear Agents <laughs> Elliot and Savage. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they they used. I think Guns and Roses. I think once. That's that's my band, but it was. Mm-hmm. It took them a while, but, but it took them too long for Def Leppard because they've even had like. Songs from Death Leopard on the show. Yeah, so. Death Leopard Music's been
1: on the show at least three times that I can remember. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it was like when I've when I've heard them say Elliot and Savage, I was like, no way, finally, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. And, um, do we mention Eric Tarmello and Nicole Snyder wrote this episode? And they also wrote The Purge. Was it just Eric that wrote The Purge? Anyway, they usually write on together, together, but I'm not sure. Usually, yeah. So they did that, and Tim Andrew directed and did a good job at that. That, like you said, it was like a. It went back to you know had a first first second season feel to it, kind of monster of the week, ghost story, vengeful spirit. Um, I love seeing like the salt circle and then the ghost with the – they don't like the iron and the salt pellets, which is so much fun. Um, we had salt um, and, and burn –
1: we had a salt and burn in it again, you know, with them burning all the things. Yeah. Uh, the salt circle, we saw the um, – the uh, EMS meter, you know, it was like all mm-hmm. the old-timey stuff. You know, it, I'm so glad to get just it. a good
0: old-fashioned ghost possession. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yes. And it was Sam and Dean, you know, Sam and Dean on the road to a case, even if, you know, it was like uh, they were called by someone they knew to come help out in a case who recognized it as something strange. And it was just Sam and Dean on the road. I mean, we got a teensy smidge of this related things. It was actually bookends, bookends to the episode. We had a little bit at the beginning and then they had the case. That was it. And then they they had the end. Um, there wasn't a lot of Sam and Dean in the middle part of the episode. I mean, they were there. They worked together. But mostly they, if they were joking, they were joking with Donna or somebody else, which I, it just, I just realized. I, I kind of missed that. I mean, it wasn't You know, Uh, you know, Uh, I, I I didn't even
1: notice it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think about it. So I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't really have a whole lot of interaction and, and, and I mean, they made dorky jokes and, you know, Sam looked disapproving, (laughs) you know, and then made his own dorky jokes, you know, for, for Roger Rabbit. And Dean just kind of looks at him, you know, so that was fun. It was, there, there was a little bit back and forth. Um, I, um, costumes were so creepy. I mean, the creepiest of all was the bunny, the rabbit head. And, and like Brianna talked about, the way Brianna talked about, I mean, the actor, and he just, he didn't do anything, but he didn't have to. I mean, just, he was so still. And then the bunny head itself and it was just staring and staring. It just, it just freaked me out. You know, it's just like, yikes. And it was freakier because he didn't say anything. You know, Yeah, I, mean,
1: I think I think that bunny may be the creepiest monster of the week they've ever had on this show. It was <laughs> creepy. And, and like they had when some they creepy it, monsters. Um, yes, when they show the scene um, where it's just sitting down at the end of the jail, you know, the jail cell all by itself, and just sitting there, mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. oh, creepy, and then
1: then it jumps up real quick and grabs onto Dean and. Oh, so scary.
0: It was really, really creepy. And the the deer head was creepy and the jester. Jester was pretty creepy, but I think it wasn't as creepy as the bunny head or even the deer. The deer kind of freaked me out, especially because it was on a kid. You know, it looked really strange being on a young kid instead of an adult. And right. the clown that was a that was a nasty looking clown. I mean, and I don't have a clown phobia; they don't bother me at all. Yeah, um, if I was a parent was and I had if if I was a parent who had paid
1: for that clown to come to my kid's birthday party, I would have asked for my money back because that was a
0: <laughs> poor looking clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really awful looking. And and let's talk about that scene when poor Sam, you know, in every nightmare, I and mean, he is face down. You name it. I mean, everything from from things like a Wendigo to Lucifer, <laughs> and it's the clowns that get him. <laughs> you know, you can just tell. <laughs> Look on his face. You know, the door is open, and there's a clown, and he gets in the elevator, and he doesn't, like an elevator, you get in, and then everybody turns around and faces the doors, and then the clown just turned around to stare at Sam, and that's even worse. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But, so good. you know, he, he. Yeah, but then, you know, he he didn't let it get the best of him. He ends up fighting him, you know, thank goodness, and and, and all that. But I, just the look on his face, Jared played it so well. You know, he's like, it's like indie, you know, clowns. Why does it have to be clowns? <laughs> <laughs> and and um,
1: I, have, I have to say, I love seeing Bridget Branagh on the show. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, mm-hmm. She was. Uh, um, sister of the Ghost. Um, where I, my favorite role of hers, she was on Angel in the second season. She was Wesley's girlfriend for a few episodes, and she um, was on a, quite a few episodes of CSI as well, played the same character on CSI a few times. Um, but I, you know, I loved her from Angel, so it was great seeing her on Supernatural.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. A, she did a great job. That, that was a difficult. Difficult role, you know. I mean, to to think that about your own brother and yeah. Then let those guys like like she shouldn't have let them do that. You know, she should have talked to her brother right. herself. And and then I know she was thinking of her son, and he should be her priority. But I mean. And she should have talked to her son, too. Uh, you know, I mean, he was old enough to have a discussion with, I think. It's not like he was maybe two or three. What, what was he, like a, Like 12, maybe, at least? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh-huh.
0: Right, Max, yeah, I mean, she could have had a conversation with him as well. And then, you know, they end up, I mean, they didn't plan on killing him, but her brother died. And, you know, I'm guessing that he was just maybe an odd an odd person an unusual person but probably not guilty of what they were accusing him of I impression did you think he was that he was yeah, that way or did you think I, he
1: I don't think he was Specific, what made me think that he was not what they were accusing him of was how much Max was saying he was not you know I think they mm-hmm. would have made um, Max more afraid not so adamant about it you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, was Max the kid's name? I don't remember. Um, Max, For some reason, yeah. I'm saying it was Max. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that that's what made
0: me think he definitely was not. Yeah, and he seemed pretty well adjusted. I mean, he was sad because mm-hmm. he missed his uncle and all that, but he seemed pretty well adjusted and 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 a good kid. So I, I'm guessing. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm guessing like his uncle, Uncle Chester, that was his name, was just, just you know maybe eccentric or different and and whatever, but was but was not guilty of any of those things. Right. Oh, and and I know it wasn't meant to be funny, but I every time I saw it, I would laugh. Is Sam running out of their house with the deer head in his hand? It just made me laugh. he just went crazy <laughs> with that deer head. And then <laughs> I, just, I just pictured like gag real stuff, you know, I don't know, but it was very funny. And then, of course, oh, God. And then he and Dean both get thrown around and knocked out again. <laughs> the concussions of the week. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, he was knocked unconscious but was awake really quick. But, you know, you got to think. They've been, you know, poor, especially Sam has been hit in the head and thrown around, and uh, so many times it doesn't take much to knock him unconscious anymore. <laughs> you know, just basically a tap no. on the head would probably put him out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, one one good pillow fight means done. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, and, and and of course I, the BFX, it wasn't TV, I,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the VFX I thought in this episode were fantastic. I loved um, the ghosts when um, you know they would shot it with the shot pellets or touched it with the iron. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you
1: know the VFX of the ghost leaving the body. I thought was so cool. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, burning burning the buddy head in the woods. That looked really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. fire in the middle of the woods. That looked really neat. Um, I think when when Donna, Sam and Dean are in the jail cell and Sam and Dean have a pretty good idea that it's a ghost, you know, or a vengeful spirit, so they come prepared. Actually they're probably usually prepared for almost anything, but anyway, um um Dean in a in jail, in a police station, sheriff's station, pulls out a shotgun and shoots the shoots the prisoner. Nobody comes, Nobody comes in. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah,
1: comes in. I was thinking Alex. the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> That's but, you know, crazy. <laughs> Donna and Sam, you know, they both plug their ears, you know, with their fingers, mm-hmm. you know, so. Sure, what well, you know? Where but they were know the other cops, comics? I
0: not mean, they? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they know. You know it's okay but they're the only ones.
1: <laughs> or was it late at night They Donna was the only one on, you know, on staff at the time, you know, where was everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there was no, nobody else in, in the jail. Cause you didn't hear any reactions from any, any other prisoners. I mean, I suppose he could have been the only one there cause he was, you know, he'd killed someone. So maybe they had him like, like some kind of like solitary cell or whatever. But but pulling a shotgun out like that and doing that and not have all the other sheriffs come yeah. running. I mean, yeah, that was, that would have been really loud. If. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a crazy moment. And in my other moment, this, this episode was bookended by Sam, Sam praying and talking about praying and Dean thinking that Sam is basically wasting his time praying. So they have this discussion. And at the beginning and and then at the end, Sam decides perhaps because of things he heard um, Rita saying, you know, she said, I, you know, I should have talked to him. Fear cripples you and makes you do things that you're going to regret or or um, um, whatever. So maybe Sam thinks, well, I, I should tell Dean. And they've been, both, both of them been Pretty good. I mean, better than usual about talking about things with each other. So mm-hmm. Sam, Sam says to Dean, um, "If it is God, he's showing me something that I don't know what to do with." And Dean says, "What?" And Sam says, "The cage." And then Dean says, "Lucifer's cage." And I'm like, "Really? <laughs> you know, Dean, really? What other cage?" Right. <laughs> seriously right Dean, either he was like hoping that Sam meant some other kind of cage you know it's like you kind of want to deny it or sometimes like you know the answer but you ask anyway because you need a minute to process things and yeah. think about things I, that's the only thing I agree with because otherwise I'm like really Sam says the cage and you say Lucifer's cage <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Dean, no <laughs> <laughs> but but again, you know, aside from being you know thinking maybe it was the tiger shark cage or a tiger cage or some other kind of cage um I like again, I like that they're talking about it, I like that it's back, I love that the swan song and storyline and everything, so I am glad to hear them bringing it up and and talking about it, and I'm glad Sam told him because. He doesn't know what to do. He keeps getting his visions. They're becoming, I think they're becoming more and more detailed and more and more clear to Sam. I think every time we see it, we see more. And um, I'm glad he's telling Dean. Dean doesn't really want to hear it. He says, you know, we, he says, you know better than anyone that's suicide. And that is not happening. So He's not going to tolerate anything to do with the cage." And Sam said, okay, but he still looks worried. Do you think that they're going to, Sam's going to go back to the cage or have to deal with it somehow. And I
1: Yeah, I think whether, whether Sam actually has to go to the cage or not, I don't know, but they're definitely, I think they're definitely going to have to do something with it. They're going to have to, you know, either
2: mm-hmm. figure a way to get mm-hmm. somebody
1: out or some information out, one or the other. Mhm. Yeah,
0: or is you know who's ever in the cage be let out, escape, something? Yeah, yeah. either
1: so, somebody or
0: something is coming out. And mm-hmm. um, I'm. I mean, we had we had you know Matt Cohen as you know John Winchester or something who looked like John Winchester. And and we talked about it and said he said I never could fool you which is something Lucifer always said to Sam so
1: uh-huh, he's
0: yeah. re- he's reaching out somehow but I don't know if he'll physically return because you know he might do it again to save save the world but I don't think Dean would let him not a second time you know not a second time because no, Dean didn't. didn't get him no. out the first time so yeah um. I We have started talking, and I forgot to read out our our uh, guest call-in number, but we have a call-in anyway, so,
2: um, <laughs> I, uh,
0: <laughs> so good for them, <laughs> finding it on their own, <laughs> and um, um, I'm going to let them on, and the call-in number, if you also have a question or a comment about Plush, is 347-205-9801, but We do have a caller. Hello, you're on the air. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I I'm Katie. I really love Supernatural, and on the episode with you and the and the rabbit, I mean, what was it like? Literally, like almost getting killed by the rabbit. (laughs)
1: Um, Brianna, Brianna's, uh, Brianna's not on right now. She left a little bit ago. Um, yeah. She's not on. She's not on the air with us right now. Um, you can listen to her whole uh, the whole podcast with her on it um, after our podcast. You can just it'll play in 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 the entirety, and you can also download her from iTunes tomorrow. Sorry, you missed her. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. If you have a question about the episode for us.
0: Uh, we'd be, we'd be love to talk about it with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you think Lucifer is going to come back? I hope so. That's my
1: hope because I love Lucifer and I love Mark Pellegrino and I would love to see that happen. Not sure if it will, but yeah. I love for it to happen. What yeah, about you?
0: What, think what would, would be you really like cool to see? Too. Yeah, I really mean, oh, uh, I definitely love Mark, and if. And I mean, when I saw when Stan was having the visions in the cage, I thought it was definitely Mark. But then again, they bring back Mark. They almost got bring back um uh, <laughs> so the actor who plays Michael, right, Matt Cohen?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, We're,
1: seeing him back in that in the baby episode. Yeah.
0: So, uh, for the bunny mask, I'm just wondering how did they actually, like, was it costume or did they, like, kind of to uh make it paper mache style? I think um,
1: we retweeted a picture, actually. I just retweeted a picture a few minutes ago on our Winchester Bros account. Um, if you want to check it out, um, it was from the um, costume department um, trying on some different heads. It's actually from, like, East, you know, um, Easter Bunny costumes, um, the heads were. And um, Brianna said during the podcast that it was a stunt man who was wearing the head during the episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I was, yeah, because the best part was when Sam was in the elevator and that clown was there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that scene. That was scene. good. That, that was funny. Yeah, I I mean, I, I just quit. I was laughing so hard, and I was like, <laughs> Well, wow, Sam's
0: back with his clown buddies again. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Well I saw a lot of fans tweet that, you know, thanks a lot supernatural because they were gonna have like like their worst nightmares ever. <laughs> that,
2: that, <laughs> <laughs> <that's
0: the episode. laughs> Definitely. Um, I I saw a post that Jared actually had clowns as third, at his third, when he was three years old, at his third um, birthday party. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. How is Jared is fine with clowns in real life, but Sam is not? I mean, it's. You know, and he does a great job of. of have showing Sam as being afraid of clowns but it's probably good that that Jared isn't might <laughs> have a tough, tougher time in those scenes <laughs> yeah that that's what I first saw but what happens if Jared is really indeed afraid of clowns and and he's like and and with Sam combining
1: That would be a good question. I don't know. They may they may not write in as many clown things. If if he was actually afraid of them, they might not write in so many. Mm. Just you know, <laughs> just to make sure they don't freak him out too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here's my last question. Um, who are you going to have on um, next time?
1: Uh, we, right now, we don't have uh, guests scheduled um, for the next episode. Uh, we usually don't know, um, you know, till the week of, you know, we're like, oh, this person is going to be on. That might, you know, we try to ask. But sometimes, you know, we know ahead of time. Sometimes we don't. So right now, we don't have anybody scheduled. It'll just be uh, me and Susan and Vinny talking about the episode. We have a good time. Yeah, we 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 do enjoy talking about supernatural.
2: Mhm.
1: We do. We have. Let me
0: see. Three more. Two or three more episodes this mm-hmm. year. I think two. Oh my gosh. Uh, maybe, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think more. Two more until yeah Christmas break. Yeah. No new episode this week because of the holiday, and then uh, I think the next one's December second, and then the season half season finale is. December 9th, I think.
1: I believe. The December 2nd episode yeah. looks like it's going to be a good one. The Imaginary Friend. yeah That'll be a good one, I think. Directed by yes. Richard Spate Jr.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wonder how he... We, well, you know, if anybody can handle Supernatural and the Supernatural gang, it's it's Richard Spate. <laughs> yeah. And... um. Sure. but... One of my friends really wants to know if uh, Season 12 has been really announced because there's everyone's just saying yes, there's a Season 12, but other, said, other people are saying no, so is Season yeah, 12... it has
1: not been announced yet. Um, Jim Michaels, he tweeted the other day, you know, like, it's not been announced. As soon as it is, they will let us know. Usually, um, renewal, you know, television um doesn't announce renewals until the spring usually it's like in may um sometimes we you know we have gotten lucky and they announce it in february sometimes um but you know right now there's not been any you know any news yet we you know we have to wait till maybe may but we might be able to find out in february mhm
0: all right um, yeah We've been lucky. They, we've, they've announced early the past few seasons. I think, yeah. It? Mm-hmm. So yep, yep. it's been it's been nice, nice all around. Because then Supernatural, um, the the writers and everything get to plan, you know, how they're going to finish the season and and or <laughs> leave a cliffhanger or whatever, and think about the following season. So it's nice for everybody. But to I know. would,
1: if I was a betting person, I would bet that there would be a season twelve because. A show that's been on this long, I think CW would announce, you know, they would say, you know, have a big final season thing going, like Smallville did, you know, with
0: their final mm-hmm. season. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's
1: and
0: a And Mark Pedowitz is a big fan. Mark Pedowitz, yes. the head of the CW, is a big fan, and he's very um, appreciative and respectful of Supernatural. So, I, like you said, I think if it was the final season, they would have been – Forewarned, far ahead, so they could make a big deal out of it being the final season. And I'm really enjoying season eleven. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm good if they're good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's amazing season eleven. But um, I'm okay if they come back. <laughs> Same, with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, I'm I've really enjoyed. In varying degrees, <laughs> um, yeah. seven episodes of of season eleven. I mean, you know, I adored baby. I mean, the fourth episode, baby, I just loved, love, love, yeah. love, love, loved it. And then you know, the couple of yeah. I'm like, well, it was fine, <laughs> but you know, so, so did well. Especially when Dean mm-hmm. was fighting the monster and Kaz was just talking on the phone. He's like, Dean, are you there? Dean, are you there? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like that. And at part. least we know a baby can actually kill monsters with the trusters. That's right. Yeah, she's a hunter
1: too.
2: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Oh, any other questions for us, Katie? Oh um, no, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank thanks you for calling. Hope you listen next time. Yeah, I'm sorry you missed Brianna, but if you want, you can listen to the podcast and enjoy enjoy her. She was a great guest. All right. Thanks, Katie. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. We call yeah?
0: her? Yeah, she was very nice.
1: Um, hopefully sorry she, she missed Brianna. To to the podcast. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. You know, there was something that came in my head about Plush while we were talking to Katie, and now I need to think of it. Um, at the very beginning, when we see Sam praying in his room, um, and, and Dean's going by, and he stops in, and he kind of makes a comment, as we knew he would, because we know what he's thinking of Sam praying. um I kind of wondered why Sam hadn't closed the door. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I mean I, I know the I, point I in the, the way. script was for him to find it, but I was like, well, why didn't you close the door? And and also, thing that Sam prays out loud. I mean, I know he does it. Yeah, you know, the character does it for the show, but it's interesting that Sam prays out loud. It's okay. I mean, sometimes you have to say stuff out loud. I talk to myself, you know, and and whatever. But it's a, but it's an interesting. Decision for Sam to do that.
1: Right, right. And I did like, you know, Dean's comment well, if you want privacy, you should close the door. And I'm like, yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> Sam. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and, and in his room, and it, when, and, you know, Dean's obviously right down the hall, so it's not going to be unusual that Dean would be walking by and possibly Cass as well, because is isn't he? In and out of the bunker, right? I mean,
1: I I, I don't know where Cass. I, I I don't know where he is right now. I don't know. You know, he's not, not in either, Sam's but... room watching. He, he's not in there watching <laughs> Netflix at the moment, so I, I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, we he um, left to go go look for Metatron, but um, but he's obviously still a welcome. Guest, I mean, Sam mentions him and says, You know, this is all the war that Cass found on the darkness, and blah blah. So, I mean, there's so anyway, my, my point is that it could have been him as well, you know, wandering by, by the door. Um, right, right. Hmm. Has he told Cass that he's praying, having visions? thinking about God being around. I mean, we know Cass is no, not a huge fan of God either lately, so just interesting being an angel. If he has, um,
1: they haven't shown it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The lore is an Aramaic. Yeah, You really use Kevin. Yeah, I'm right. surprised Sam can't read Aramaic. <laughs> I, I'm surprised Cass can't read Aramaic. Or maybe he can and they just, he hasn't translated it yet because.
1: we need Bobby back. Bobby, I believe, could read it.
0: Yeah, that'd be really cool if they went to find a way to see Bobby again and say, we need your help translating this or, you know, or something But I'm, yeah. I would imagine they are. Other Aramaic scholars, but not ones they could trust to talk about this kind of situation with them. That's for sure. That'd be really cool. It'd be a good way to get Bobby back. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, another thing. I darn I wish I'd mentioned it while Brianna was on. But, um, I love that. Um. They like Donna. Donna likes them. They, she's appreciative of them and the work that they do, you know. And she's glad to see them when they come to town and mm-hmm. she hugs them. I mean, I think Sam and Dean could use a little, a little bit of that, you know. I mean, it's just yeah, nice to yeah. See. I
1: love, the, I love the big hug she gives them. She's so happy to see them.
0: Mm-hmm. I, and I
1: like I, I like Dean, uh, when he answers the phone, Hey Donna, what's shaking? I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um notice there was an opinion out there that that when Dean says it's Donna and Sam goes, Fat sucker Donna And I think you can kind Of take that a couple of ways, but I don't think Sam meant it in a bad way. I think he was just thinking that was the monster they fought when they first met, Don. right? Right, the fish taco, you know, yeah, <laughs> the fish taco, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, I, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you, I, I'm not surprised that Sam and Dean would identify people they know by the associated case or or monster. Right. You know, so yeah, it, it didn't it didn't bother me. At, think about it at the time because I don't think he was accusing her of anything. Um, yeah, Donna, Donna to me, Donna's beautiful. She looks great. You know, and, and Brianna too. And Bri gorgeous. Oh, uh,
1: Brianna in real life! Oh my gosh, she's she's hot, she's sexy, <laughs> and I mean, she is gorgeous. <laughs> sure. I, that's one of the things I was wanting to ask her. Darn, I'll have to tweet her. I wanted to ask her what hair products she uses because it's always so wavy <laughs> and pretty.
2: And when I try, you know, I ha-
1: I have curly hair, but when I let it try and do that, it just gets frizzy and fuzzy. So I was wanting to ask her what hair products do you use. <laughs> Yeah, I love Brianna. She's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I look, She's got dark you eyes. Need to to Na- you need to come to Nash. You need to come to Nashcon, Susan.
0: I know, so I can I can see you and I can see Brianna. Yes. <laughs> no one else. No one else matters. <laughs> you and Brianna.
1: No, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's right. Um, anything else about this episode? I can't think of it, anything. I think we covered it between uh, everything we talked about with Brianna and then everything on our own. I think we pretty much covered it all. I think so too. Um, want to mention oh, is- um, our web? Our website is um, currently down. We are we are renovating the website. It's going to look brand new and very cool. And we're it, it'll take a little bit of time to get it all ready, but. Just um, you know, it's gonna we're we're very excited about the new look that it's gonna have. So just be patient. WinchesterBirds.com will be back soon. And in the meantime, you know, we're still gonna give you all the news and information on Supernatural through our Twitter and on our Facebook.
0: Yep. I'm very excited. It's gonna look so cool when it's all done.
1: Me too. I can't wait. Yeah. Very Lisa nice our and- Lisa's working hard on it.
0: Yeah. Um, Is that it? I mean, we we already mentioned that no new episode this week because uh, it's a Thanksgiving holiday in the United States. Um, And uh, if you celebrate, happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners, Supernatural fans celebrating this week. Hope you have a good turkey day. And then two more new episodes of Supernatural for... 2015, and then we'll go on a kind of a hiatus, so I, I don't know, late January, I guess. The so, winter hiatus. But, so. Yeah, and you know, we have at least well, part of the time we'll have Christmas, or the holidays to distract us, and then we'll be stuck slogging through winter January waiting for Supernatural to come back. Any other uh, business news, notes? anything um,
1: uh Jim beaver has a represent shirt um for sale right now he he re- he brought back his um past shirt that he has it's um it says family don't end in blood um you can find that on his twitter page and his facebook page um I have one of them they're very cool um i um Jared's ended i think his recent one ended he, Brought it back for a few hours, but then it ended. And uh, I think they
0: sold, um, like, oh, way over 45,000 shirts. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: I saw three different numbers, and they were all in the neighborhood of 46,000. It was, like, 45,998, and then I saw 46,001. <laughs> so, I know. It's, like, somewhere, but it's definitely around there somewhere, which is amazing and um, very cool. So... Good going, Jared. I really liked the shirt. I mean, I'm usually me not too, one for faces too. on T-shirts. I'm not usually one for faces on T-shirts. I mean, I love same, that face. Same. I love Jared's face. I love Jared's face. I love Jensen's face. <laughs> but I just don't usually like faces on, on T-shirts, so I was happy to see this one that just had the design and the words and all that. So anyway, if I have to if I have to complain... It's not really a complaint. It's a wish, really. I wish they would have other things besides shirts. And one time they had iPhone cases and tote bags, and that was it. And then they didn't even have any kids' uh, sizes this time, which which I think they do often as well. But I don't know why. I don't know if it's something to do with the company or the rights or whatever. (laughs) But Jared mentioned on
1: his Facebook page... um, was it uh, a couple of days ago, he mentioned that he, um, he was going to try and live video that night. He's going to announce something special for Black Friday. Um, but then he posted again that they were still filming and he would try to get the video out today, but you know, I'm sure he's busy again today. Um, but apparently he's going to be doing something for
0: Black Friday. So.
1: Mm. Okay. Well,
0: Maybe they'll just open up the campaign again for twenty four hours, so which would be cool. So if you missed it this time or mm-hmm. thinking, hey, oh my gosh, I need another Christmas present for a fan on my list, you'll we'll have another chance. yep. Yep. Okay. I think that's it. Right?
1: Sounds good to me. I'm gonna Get back to my Jessica Jones binge. I've been hooked on that this weekend on
0: Netflix. It's so good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have to catch up on Doctor Who. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I have yeah, my DVR is behind. recording Doctor Who right now. So. Yep, yep. Well, thank you. Thank you to everybody uh, who listened tonight. Thank you so much to the beautiful and talented and fun Brianna Buckmaster, who was our guest tonight for almost an hour. She was fantastic. Um, we really appreciate her coming on. And
1: Thanks to Katie for
0: calling it. in. Yep. And that's it. Thanks for a fun podcast. podcast and and then uh we'll we'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. And we'll let the boys take us out. Good night everyone. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.